Last week's controversy over Aussie commentator Kerry O'Keefe's supposedly racist remarks did not go down well with the general cricketing fraternity. This is not the first time a white commentator has belittled an Asian cricketer and it will not be the last time either. Perhaps it was jealously, inadequate education or lack of understanding of a foreign culture that led to his gaffes on TV. However for me, what is more relevant is the pivotal role such commentators and writers of the game play in developing and nurturing a love for the beautiful game called cricket, test cricket. And such incidents mar this process. I am abashedly passionate about test cricket and I am ever so grateful for that. My gratification goes to men such as C.L.R. James, Jack Fingleton, Neville Cardis, Ramachandra Gua, Richie Benno, Bill Lowry, Tony Grieg, John Arlett, Nasser Hussain, Bumble Lloyd, Michael Holding, Ian Chappell, Ian Healy, Boycott, Gower, Atherton, Mark Taylor, Shane Warne, Sunil Gavaskar, Akash Chopra, Sanjay Mondrecker, Clayton Merzello, Pradeep Magazine, Ayaz Memon, Muckle Kesevan, Mark Nicholas, Mike Brearley, Simon Wilde, Gideon Haig and many more of the ilk. The common thread is not just that all these men write and speak about the game, but the manner in which they do so. While Cardus is all Keats and Wordsworth in his writing, Fingleton is Shakespearean, Gua and Nicholas are meticulous and can take you back a 100 years and you start believing that you are basking in the summer of 1933 watching George Headley thrash the English bowlers all over London. These men have combined their knowledge of the game, command over the English language and their sound analytical minds to transform you into a world where there is only love and passion for the game. It is a delight to listen to these men speak especially on Sky Sports and Channel 9 which unfortunately recently lost out in the new bidding war initiated by the Australian Cricket Board. I grew up in the late 70s and early 80s listening to some mediocre Hindi and English commentary, a tradition which Harsha Bogla is keen to continue. Every time he comes on air, I rush to press the mute button on my remote. I am amazed that having been around a Benno in his early years, he has not been able to pick on Benno's words of wisdom why say what you can see. He insists on his garrulous talking with an irritating guffaw and a perpetually ridiculous smile. And for an Indian to use words like cheese is unpalatable. Luckily while dealing with the mediocrity in the pre-Bogla era, I fell in love listening to Richie Benno on the Channel 9 Highlights package. This is where I got initiated to the joy of listening to great cricketing voices. Along with Bill Lowry, Tony Grieg, Ian Chappell, John Arlett and Tony Cozier I got my treat a few times a year. With the launch of the satellite era, the frequency and the quality only got better. Indian commentary also started its journey to reach a stage where people actually enjoyed listening to them. All this only made the game of cricket richer. I took to reading many years later in the early 90s and the English and Australian writers transformed my love for the game to new heights. Initially it was the autobiographies, Sunny Days was perhaps the first cricketing book that I read followed by autographies of Benno, Imran, Holding, Botham, Steve Waugh, Fred Truman and many more. But the best of the lot was Nasser Hussain's book. His writing and commentary is so sublime that it makes up for all his scratchiness as a batsman. Undoubtedly one of the shrewdest minds in the game, his English education and a pedigreed upbringing is reflected every time he pens or speaks. I look forward to hearing him on Sky Sports and rate him the numero uno even though he competes with fellow commentators who are outstanding as well, Atherton, Gower, Bumble, Warren, Nicholas and the man with the driest sense of humor, Mike Holding. While I continue to read autobiographies, in the last few years I have been introduced to the poetry of Neville Cardis and fellow writers of his vintage, C.L.R. James and Jack Fingleton. Many consider CLRs beyond the boundary as the Bible of cricketing books but I have more than enjoyed the many books written by the no-nonsense and outspoken Fingleton, my favorite. Perhaps the only man to have confronted the great Sir Don Bradman and his style of work. 
The great Sir Don also wrote some masterpieces and so did the most hated man in Australia, Douglas Jardine. All great works which every lover of the game must read. In Crick Info, one discovered a website which ensured that you remained connected to each and every era of cricket, both stories and matches. The present is at your fingertips even if you are busy in a meeting or at your own wedding but so is everything that you wanted to know of the years gone by. After starting as a scores website, ESPN Crick Info as it is called now, presents some fine cricketing articles written by new age writers such as Sambit Ball, George Dobell, Stephen Lynch, Akash Chopra, Mark Nicholas, and Siddhartha Manga. All this is combined to give Test Cricket a new lease of life for Test Cricket needs to fight itself against the money-minded ruthlessness and crassness brought out by T20 Cricket. Yes T20 has led to many benefits, superhuman fielding standards is one of the many and perhaps the most crucial, but its hunger for short-termism and relentless pursuit of money may have more victims than benefactors. Hence I am always keen to read and listen to all the above men who together have only made this game more enjoyable. This article is my humble first step in establishing a long-term vision to bring like-minded people together on a common platform to not just reminisce about the game but more importantly work towards making a strong case for enhancing the game of test match cricket. Connect the past with the younger generation. If interested do write to me on my blog page or on my email amitgadkari at yahoo.com.